0: Welcome to Fully Scored. I'm your host, Matthew Frost. To kick off 2022, we're launching a brand new season, Season 3. And as usual, we've got an exciting 12 months of interviews and analyses ahead as we delve deeper into the history, meaning, and message of Salvation Army music. I'll be joined by a smorgasbord of guests from all around the world as we find out more about their lives Faith and music making. Also, for season three, we have a new segment, but more on that later. So far, we've had guests from three different continents. Well, today we're welcoming a guest from a fourth continent Africa. I'll be chatting to former territorial music secretary of Mozambique, Emmanuel Makuku. Emmanuel gives us insight into his life and how he came to be so actively involved in music making and music leadership within the Salvation Army. He also gives us a snapshot of what the Salvation Army is like in the Democratic Republic of Congo, where he now resides. For our analysis today, we'll be welcoming back a familiar voice on Fully Scored, that of Andrew Blythe, who's going to speak to us and reveal the thoughts and music contained in his reflective work, Still. Without further ado, though, it's time to head virtually to Kinshasa. Well, Emmanuel, it's a great pleasure to have you on Fully Score today. Thank you ever so much for joining us. And I believe you're coming to us today from the Democratic Republic of Congo. Is that right? Yes, that's correct. Fantastic. And uh,
1: what's, what's life like uh, in the DRC at the moment? Well, um, unlikely in other countries. We would say that DRC doesn't have COVID-19. <laughs> because we we practically do everything that some countries aren't able to do since uh, COVID started. You know, we have uh, normal band rehearsals without actually having the one meter distancing and all of that. And uh, yeah, it's it's a warm country, Uh, good people, I would say. And uh, yeah, it's good to be here and um, just enjoying the time.
0: Fantastic, that's brilliant to hear. Now, before we talk a little bit about what you're doing now, I'd like to jump back in history and get a little bit of a picture about your life so far. So I believe you were born in Brazzaville, is that correct? Yes, born in Brazzaville. And what was life like growing up in Brazzaville for a young man?
1: Yeah, I would say uh, I do not know what it is like to grow up in Brazzaville, because uh, as an officer's child, you know, there is always the moving here and the moving there. And um, I would say, fortunately or unfortunately, uh, my journey started, uh, I mean, my life journey started when my parents started the international servicing. So I was born four years after, "poop, get out of the country. And uh, it has been a whole run of a trip across Africa uh, that I would say I have lived more years out of my country, my, my country than in my country. So can you tell us a little
0: bit about some of the places that you have lived in that journey?
1: Well, on the long term, we've been in Rwanda uh, for about four years. We've been uh, in South Africa for about three years and a half. And then we went back to Congo, Brazil for about two years and a half. And then we went to Mozambique recently for about six years and a half. And now we are in um zrc those were the places where my parents um had to work on the long term outside of their country
0: brilliant thank you ever so much for that insight that's really interesting to hear so i'd like to talk a little bit now about your life um at your home core now if we were to visit your home core on a sunday for example what could we
1: expect to see my home core wow well, you you would expect to see uh, a vibrant energy. That will be the first thing that will welcome you have, uh, uh, at the at the gates because it's it's a very open space. Uh, it's a very open space close to uh, Salvation Army schools, close to the uh, training college, and there is like wide space for kids to play around and just you know especially on Saturdays, I would invite you on Saturdays because you would see like everybody in each corner having rehearsals. You would have the men's fellowship having rehearsals. You have the women's fellowship having rehearsals. You have the young ladies having rehearsals. You have junior soldiers having rehearsals. You would have the junior band having rehearsals in some corner. You will have the senior band coming in by 6 or 5 p.m. for rehearsals. So it's it's a very, very vibrant energy. You also have uh, the core songsters, you know, having the rehearsals in the church before the the band comes in. So it's a very, very, very vibrant um, energy you would receive at the gates. (laughs) And um, uh, for our
0: listeners, am I correct in thinking that that core is Kinshasa Temple? Is that correct?
1: No, 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 no. My home core is uh, Nzoko core. My current core in Kinshasa is Kabinda core.
0: Fantastic. Thank you very much. Sorry, my geography of uh, the Colgo is not a hundred percent yet.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it, it's easy to get it up. Yeah. And uh, so how many people
0: would you expect to see at the core on a Sunday as well? Uh,
1: in Kinshasa. Yeah. So where you're attending now? Um, about 100 to 200 people and, and for that- Sunday. That's brilliant. And how many people uh, are in the band currently? Currently, uh, we have 21 bandsmen, 21 bandsmen. Excellent. And would you say that that's a
0: similar sort of amount of people that attend the course in, in that within that region?
1: No, no, no. Uh, there are actually other other courses that could receive up to a thousand to two thousand people per Sunday. From
0: what, what is the biggest band uh, like in, in your territory?
1: Uh, in Kinshasa, the biggest band has 42 bandsmen. That's the South Central uh, band. Fantastic. Thank
0: you again for that insight. Do you find that there's a real appetite and a real excitement, and people want to engage with Salvation Army brass and vocal music at the moment?
1: yes yes much 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 than many more many years ago i i think maybe because they were confined for about six months so you know when somebody is held up somewhere and you know gets out he's like i just want to try everything let me just do it let me just do it so yeah i think that's that's the current spirit and also for non-salvationists you know after having been uh, locked up somewhere hearing the brass band of the Russian army around the streets again It's something reviving that even some people just decide okay let me just go to this church you know there's something glooming in there that i just want to 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 have my spirit hyped up you know they would come just one sunday just to hear the band and then never come again or just to come two sundays and then they never come again You just want to have that first experience of their spirit being hyped up fantastic so here, here in the uk as well
0: as um salvation army brass bands we have lots of brass bands as well that play in local villages and towns and cities. Is that the same for you? Are there lots of brass bands outside of the Salvation Army or does it tend to just be within the Salvation Army at the moment? Uh,
1: We have, uh, apart from the Salvation Army, which is like the major church that has like official bands and things like that, we have, I think, two churches um, that try to have bands within them, Uh, but if, if you take up the history, there are actually Salvationists that, uh, for one reason or the other, left the Salvation Army and joined there and then started the band. But you literally just see like one or two bands in the whole um, church denomination in the country. But the Salvation Army is like the prime um, band. There are no Cory bands in Africa. theres is, there, there is nothing like that, yeah.
0: And do you find uh, when you are playing with a band in an, in an open air or a march, for example, that it draws a lot of uh, attention and excitement from those hearing it? Uh,
1: not always. Not always. Um, because, you know, in Africa, the feel is quite different and each band needs to adjust and adapt to the to the community they're playing in. You know, some communities prefer you playing the traditional songs, you know, the songs that they can relate to, the songs that they can, um, you know, just understand, Than you coming and playing maybe Starlake, you know, in a in a village or something like that, they'll be like, yeah, that sounds interesting, but what exactly are they doing, you know? They'll be just looking at you like, yeah, but as soon as you switch the energy, you know, you just go up with the African vibe and rhythms, you'll be like, woo! They'll be singing, they'll be coming, you know, lately we had uh, this campaign, evangelical campaign with the band, with my band. Uh, we went to a village and we held up an uh, open-air concert. And we had Fire in the Blood on the on the program. We had uh, In Christ Alone, Solo Ephonium on the program. We had quite, quite a few numbers. But, you know, as we reached the place, we were playing um, a tune book. You know, we were marching, we played a tune book, and nobody was interested. Nobody cared who we were. And then uh, one of my bands members say, BM, can we just jam this up? I'm like, what do you mean, jam it? It was like, okay, let me do this. And he he sent a message to the percussion, and they were like, everything was, whoa. And then the band just came in in those traditional songs. The field was almost full, you know, the field where we were was almost full. And I was like, and you guys wanted us to play Fire in the Blood. What sense would this bring? Like, how would how will we impact these people playing something that they would not comprehend so for the people where we where, where we do the open areas you know we need to adjust to the community where we're playing fantastic wise words indeed thank you ever so much for that now
0: i want to talk a little bit more about yourself once again uh, you've been the Territorial Music Secretary of Mozambique and uh, before COVID and, and that role's uh, been made more challenging as many things have been with COVID. Could you <laughs> tell us a little bit about that situation and a little bit about your time um, in that role?
1: Well, um, I took up that role in 2017, I think. End of 2017. It was quite challenging because um, Mozambique is musically is a baby I would say it's it's a very very baby um country musically although the salvation army has been there for a hundred and something years uh but musically it has been uh, dormant uh because you know those that came with the musical skills did not train people to continue uh the mission musically you know they would come they they, they do their thing when there's is their time to go they go and there is no one to continue with the skills, with the teaching, with, 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 with the leading of the music, musical groups. And it was a really, really, really tough challenge to take up that responsibility. But somebody had to do it, and uh, <laughs> I was chosen to do it. So yeah, uh, the first challenge, I would say, apart from that, the second challenge, was, was the language. Being a French and English speaker, to go and speak Portuguese and lead people in Portuguese and teach people in Portuguese, you know, musical theory in Portuguese, it was like, oh my gosh, what did I put myself into? But, you know, um, God is faithful and wonderful. You know, I, I firstly had a translator who himself did not understand English much to translate whatever I was saying in English into Portuguese. But, um, I had to force myself to learn the language to, ab- to be able to communicate to the people and to be able to, to identify what was the needs of the people. And uh, we were able to revive the, br- the brass band, we were able to revive um, the songster leaders, uh, the, the songster leaders and the songster, uh, songster group, the team group, and um, the dance group. And I would say I was part of all of those as the music secretary. You know, I needed to do the timbrels because, you know, Mozambicans are more like if you do it, I do it. Why would I do what you're not doing? So, I had to be a timbrelist, and for about six months, a timbrelist leader too. Um, I, I had to be a songster leader at divisional level and at territorial level until I found until I taught the the the, the, the training principle to teach music and to you know divide the four voices for for a vocal group but it was it was a tough challenge but i thank god the time was wonderful and me leaving mozambique meant me training someone because you know others didn't do it then somebody had to do it because if i didn't do it then it would be the continual shut down shut down shut down and uh Today, we wouldn't be having any structure in, in Mozambique. And, you know, having, having fought to have new instruments in, in the country uh, was already a challenge. And just to see those instruments die and just rust or something, it, it, it was painful to me. So I had to train uh, the deputy bandmaster, who was also the assistant uh, territorial music leader at the time. Uh, introduced him to ABRSM. He did up to grade four, I think. Yeah, grade four. No, yeah, grade four. He finished it, and uh, just before we we left, I, I asked the, chief, the 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 TC to to promote him, you know, to to the to the responsibility of the TMS if he he found him um, worthy to take the responsibility. And uh, after investigation at his core level, what he's been doing musically, what he's doing professionally and spiritually for the youth in his, um, in his core and his division, he was sought to be um, a person of confidence to take up the responsibility. So he's the one coordinating the music activities presently in Mozambique. Fantastic. And it's clear to see
0: from speaking to you today that um, that engaging and reviving and and forwarding Salvation Army music is a real calling of yours. Um, How are you using that calling today in the Democratic Republic of Congo? Uh,
1: Arrived. um, When I arrived in DRC, people were like, oh, no, he's coming to take the territory, the the, the Kinshasa staff. And I'm like. No, I'm not, you know, I prefer going to the ends of the world where there is no band and create a band, you know, where there is no songsters and create a songster group, where there is no timbrels, you know, and create a timber group. Even if there's no timbrels, we can have like sleepers with the little bells of of, I don't know, canes or something and then just make something happen. I would I would not prefer to be in a band that's already settled and then just join in or no, I would not like that. So, when I came in, in, in DRC, a lot of band proposed me to, to either lead as a deputy, you know, just giving my advices, since I have a lot of experience in band leading and, uh, and musical coordination. Uh, but I said, no, I would prefer, you know, to be a band member, simple band member. And uh, yeah, so I joined Quintambo Band uh, when I arrived. I was uh, Iphonium. <laughs> they they gave me the second Ifonium seat which is quite challenging not that i've not played ephonium before but just quite challenging because the standard was pretty high now for 2017 to practically 2019 i i was not playing the band as you know a regular band man you know i i stopped playing i was maybe playing just to show up a little bit of this and that uh during rehearsals or during uh conventional trainings across the country. But in in, in DRC, the challenge was to play the I played it maybe for two months until a core came and said, Well, you know, you, you've been a music leader and thing, but my band is dead. You know, we had a we had a band, but you know, people got discouraged and this happened, this happened, that happened, that happened. Can you come and help? I'm like, how bad is your band? <laughs> It was like bad, bad. I'm like, nah, that's not enough. He said, bad, 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 bad. I'm like, okay, that's good. Then uh, I think it was a Wednesday. He 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 came and took me at home and drove me to his core and introduced me to the bandman. And yeah, the bandman, when he he spoke about my my journey as a salvationist and as a musician, all the bandsmen were like, way, hooray, we got a Jesus Savior here. I'm like, no, no, no. I'm just like you, you know. I'm just like you, and I need you to 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 to, to get the band up because I don't believe the band's quality depends on the bandmaster. You know, it's a coordinative uh, activity. I depend on them, and they depend on me somehow. But they can they can play without me, you know. At the end of the day, so uh, it was a really really great challenge to 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 get them up. Because some of them were just there, but could not even get their skills right. You know, they they, they would press the, the 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 valves, thinking that they're playing the correct note, but they're not. They're like, but PM, this is the note. And I'm like, yes, you're pressing the note, but that's not the note. You know, you need to you need to uh, memorize somehow and get and get your your ear, you know, your ear trainings right. You know, so that you can identify easily the notes and differentiate. What is a E to an A, for example, when, when, you're, when, you're, when you're playing, you know. Uh, but I thank God today, you know, a band that could not finish a tune book without making errors could play Fire in the Blood, you know, in, in less than three months. You know, that that was pretty much impressive. It's a very dedicated team sometimes. Sometimes they'll just come like five people out of the 21 but you know we it's, it's the challenge of the ministry you know sometimes there are the downfall there are the, the, the upfalls that up, up up yeah down and ups you know you, you just need to adapt to those situations and when five people come then work with the five people you know get them right yeah
0: that's really really exciting again to hear and how are you getting young people um, in your region interested in playing in brass bands are they wanting to join or are you having to to encourage them to join and if so how are you doing that
1: well i give i i, I literally just give them reasons to <laughs> you know you you can't convince a young man that uh that you know have different you know i i think young people at a certain age have different um likings you know today they'll want to play the band tomorrow they're like nah i don't want that tomorrow they're like "Ah, i want i want to sing you know i just want to sing some days "Ah, i just want to dance you know so it's it's i just give them reasons you know and there is no greater reason to to join a band or to join a musical group than to have that continual communion with god and also the exciting reward of knowing that your music will save souls, you know, that you're not doing it for your glory or for anyone, but you're doing it for God. And that for each soul that you gain through your music, you know, it's another point on your key or in your or, or your house that you'll get in heaven. You know, though, those are some key speeches I give before and after rehearsals that, hey guys, you did a great job, but. Remember, you're not doing it for you. You're not doing it for the officer. You're doing it for God. Stay focused and God shall bless you. You know, that's that's one way people just, after rehearsals, they know they're still coming back next rehearsals because, you know, God's going to bless them. So, yeah, basically. Brilliant. And we may have touched upon this a little
0: bit already, but how is the Salvation Army using its music at the moment for
1: its mission? Hmm... Um, well, I don't think the Salvation Army currently is using its its music at its full. Uh, I'm I'm talking about in general, especially in Africa, we're much more in the competitive um, sphere of music. You know, trying to 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 get better than that band, or trying to play what ISB played, or what the New York staff and played, or things like that, but. We, we, we lose focus that our, our goal, our main goal was not to play indoors, but to play outdoors, you know. And the mission outdoor is not to show the quality that you have improved in your playing, but for your playing to actually touch somebody's soul, you know, and to bring them closer to the communication with God. It, it would be very, very important if you know some bandsmen, because I would not take it down to the band's players because they're just there to execute whatever the bandsmen say. But the bandsmen need to relate back to the goal of the, of the, of the group of the, of the group they're leading that it's not just to produce quality music, but to produce uh, music that would touch souls and bring those souls closer to God. Some people think okay if i win souls then they have to come to the salvation army no you're winning souls for god it's their choice if they're going to choose to uh, nurture their soul or nurture their spiritual life in the salvation army or outside your goal is just for their souls to get a light in there you know spiritual light and if you get if you did that then the job is done the rest is the holy spirit's job to continue so yeah, I think we, we we drifted a little bit away from from those goals. Fantastic,
0: and that it's an amazing thought, isn't it? That no matter where we are in the world, we're talking from halfway around the world today, but yet that same yeah is absolutely present. Whether we're playing in the Salvation Army band here in the UK, in America, in in Australia, or in Africa, it's really fantastic and exciting to think about. So. Going forwards and looking forwards, what is your vision for Salvation Army bands and choruses and all musical sections
1: uh, in the future? My vision is too big to be. <laughs> My vision is just presently it's 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 just too big. But um, just to, to shorten it in in. in in one word or in one sentence, it would be getting back to the roots of our mission. You know, when I look at the Music uh, Orders and Regulations book, you know, right in the beginning it says, uh, to give glory to God, to give glory to God. But giving glory to God is not just playing music, but preaching through music, you know. And, and and that's that's where I would really want all of us, you know, all musicians, um, all music leaders across the world, to get united through that goal. And if 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 there is a possibility somehow in my crazy mind to have you know uh, musical leaders from across the world, just just to have meetings, you know, across um, meetings once a year or something like that, just to exchange ideas, you know, exchange ideas about ministry, it would be something very, very positive, very terrific. Something I'm doing in Africa currently, we have um, African music leaders in one forum where we talk about uh, our challenges, talk about the projects that we're having for Africa and, you know, just exchanging different ideas to see how we can help others, you know, we call each other, we have uh, different um, ideas that Some are actually coming to to realisation, you know, and uh, it's just fantastic. Now imagine that at a large scale. Wow, just terrific. Um, So I'd just like to ask you a little bit.
0: I believe recently you studied conducting at the Juilliard School uh, in New York remotely. Can you tell us a little bit about that experience and some of the things that you learned? Uh,
1: Yes, yes, yes. Challenging. Very, very challenging. Because um, the main goal of the Joliet School, and I praise it, is to train those that already have um, something in them, you know, and just level it up. Uh, it was worth it, you know, learning the scores and learning the different composers and learn, learning how, how to understand um, the orchestration um, structure. And I used to just... Uh, go to band rehearsals and just try new moves. I'm like, mm, I'm going to take that move and just bring it out in the rehearsal. And the band members were like, ben, uh, we don't understand where you're going. We, we, we can't catch you. Are you, is this the same beat? I'm like, yeah, yeah, it's just composed. Just follow me. Just follow me. Uh, it was a very, very exciting experience. Very exciting. I loved it. Brilliant and uh,
0: you've mentioned quite a few composers just there and throughout this interview have you got a favorite um salvation army composer who you love to play or, or conduct their
1: music mm, yes favorite huh, huh. Uh, favorite i would say eric ball uh, yeah i'd say eric ball and uh, to be even more
0: specific have you got a favorite piece of music that you've ever played or ever conducted?
1: Conducting, I would say, um, Kingdom Triumphant. Yeah.
0: Fantastic stuff. Now that leads really nicely onto my final section of this interview, which is our quirky quickfire questions. Uh, So I've got some completely random questions to you now about all sorts of things. So first one is what is the best thing about living in the DRC?
1: Huh? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that's random. Uh, well, currently, I would say um, the reduced um, restrictions on COVID nineteen. You know, I would I would prefer to be in DRC than in any other country. Have you got a favourite passage
0: from the Bible?
1: Uh yes. Um, I would not reference it, but I'll say it. <laughs> Uh, It says, uh, I know the plans that I have for you, it's not the plans to hurt you, but plans of prosperity, prosper, to prosper, and to give you a better life. I said it in my words. Fantastic.
0: Absolutely. Great. Now, imagine you were going on a safari. What's the animal that you'd be most excited to spot on that journey?
1: Uh, A giraffe.
0: And uh, how about an animal you'd be most terrified to see? Uh, snake.
1: Okay, fair enough.
0: Me too, I think. Uh, next question. If you could uh, click your fingers and instantly teleport to anywhere in the world, where would you go first and why?
1: Maldives. Why? Who would I want to be there? I mean, <laughs> I mean yeah, M- Maldives, it's, it's a terrific and beautiful place where you have... Um, you know just the, the best views and the best color of water what's your favorite food uh, i'll say portuguese fried chicken with fries and uh, a lot of chili that sounds delicious as well what's the most recent book that you've read new you new day it's new day new you by um, Joyce Mayer.
0: Fantastic. And my
1: final oh, question... That's not you. hmm <laughs> And my
0: final question for you, what is your signature dance move?
1: Uh,
0: do I have to name it? Yeah, or, or you could show us, I it probably won't work too well for a podcast where people just hear you. <laughs>
1: uh, I, I would go... Uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Like, even if I don't know the song, that's the move I'll just go with, you know. I don't know. Yeah. Fantastic. That's brilliant stuff.
0: Thank you so much for giving up your time to speak to us today. It's been really, really fantastic to get an insight into your life and the insight uh, into your territory and uh, sort of African music as a whole. And it sounds really exciting. Um, and I look forward to seeing it grow in the next few years and be watching with intent.
1: Thank you very much. It was my pleasure to to be here and to be able to just share my experience and what I know and also share about my life.
0: Thanks Emmanuel for your time and that window and snapshot into your life. Fascinating indeed. I know I learned a lot certainly from listening to you. We hope to hear more from you in the future as well. Be still and know that I am God. The immortal words from Psalm 46. I invite you to be still or find stillness in your moment now as we listen to Andrew Blythe speak about his peace. Still. Well, Andrew, it's a great pleasure to have you back on Fully Scored. I believe this is our third analysis together. So as I say, third time lucky.
2: Yeah, thank you, Matthew. Thanks for inviting me um, to uh, what is a really good podcast. Really enjoying it, and you, you and Simon are doing a great job. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm going to spoil it now, probably. <laughs> but uh, no, thank you.
0: That's great to have you back on. And uh, today, we're going to be looking at one of your own pieces. We finally managed to persuade you to have a look at one of your own pieces, uh, and that piece is Still. So my first question about the piece, what was the inspiration behind writing this work?
2: Yeah, I'm going to reflect a little, um, if I may. Many, many Salvation Army bandsmen, and I was one of those. Grew up in a kind of well, we had a three meeting Sunday when I when I was a young bandsman, but uh, we went to a two meeting Sunday, and it was a Sunday evenings, and it was the Sunday evening pieces that that. Some, I perhaps didn't know too much about things like Compassionate Christ by Goffin, Divine Communion by um, Gulledge. Um, you know, they're great melodies. They're were, they were beautifully scored. They had a kind of charm to them, and uh, and there was something about them—a spiritual content—about them um, that really caught me. A musical, but a spiritual content, and as a as a, even as a young teenager, and I'm not romanticising anything here, but it was really quite powerful when, on a Sunday evening, people would go to kneel to the mercy seat as the band were playing these pieces, um, and and it that really caught my imagination and 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 my spiritual kind of um, questioning as well, because the, the, I think the problem was, and it's no one's fault here, but. But I was never quite explained these these pieces. I think composers of those days, the stemminamonds and this condoms, etc this world, must have been very frustrated um, because these things were never explained. The idea of, of trying to come to a one meeting Sunday now and and try and produce something in that ilk nowhere near as good, but in that in that kind of field of of in quiet pastures, in wonder beholding, um, was a challenge and something I wanted to do so you could use it on the Sunday morning. But it had that kind of musical sermon to it. That's, that's what they are, they're, they're musical sermons.
0: So this piece of music was published in 2019 and presumably written before that, rather than after, um, before, you know, COVID existed and we had this period of enforced stillness on us. Does the music resonate differently with you since having that? period of enforced stillness
2: in a way yeah it does i think it does with all of us but the 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 point of the piece wasn't exactly to to stop I, i i heard many people in many rehearsals you know they'd get up and say you know um life's so hectic you know i need to recognize god's presence i need to be quiet and be still um the the point of the and the point that i was trying to say myself in my own heart was i need to recognize god's presence in my life whether i'm 100 miles an hour at work or whatever i'm doing and life's pretty hectic like you know the christmas period or whatever um if i recognize god in certain things there will be a joy which then is a stillness in my heart do you know what i mean by that so it's, it's recognising God in the busyness that gives you a calm and a stillness and a sense of dealing with whatever situation you're in, you know. Um, so even though the peace is very quiet, um, you'll see that there's references to things like be still for the presence of the Lord. It's recognising the presence of God in, in more than just I've got to sit down and spend some quiet time with God and I think. I think people can get hung up on that and then perhaps will do their 10 minutes devotion and then life starts again and they don't recognize the presence of God, which gives us stillness and joy in their life. So, yeah, so, uh, yeah, th- there is a different context in it now, um, but it's re- again, it's the fundamental message of recognizing the stillness of God, whether you're on furlough, whether you're extremely busy at work during COVID. Um, the fundamental message is the same. Whatever you're doing, you can experience a stillness in your life um, if you have God within that that 24-hour journey.
0: So starting from the very beginning, we have the solo cornets accompanied by the, some lower brass, uh, most of the bands, uh, playing this melody here. I believe this is an original melody. Could you tell us a little bit about this motif?
2: This piece, as I said, is based on some of the old selections. I always have this kind of cheeky sense of doing hidden things. And it's all, it's all magpie stuff, you, you, you always steal a lot of stuff. And so if you look at the first three notes in the, in the melody line, okay, down to the fourth there, okay. That's taken from RSA's selection uh, by Love Compelled. So I've taken those notes from what is a beautiful uh, selection by Ray Stemmelan and by Love Compelled and as with stemlan's by Love Compelled and in Quiet Pastures he, he gives his kind of thoughts to begin with before he goes into other material and when I spoke to him about it it was it was him saying this is my my introduction this is my thoughts on this and so I wanted to do a tune that was literally um, just my thought on stillness and the presence of God in my life. And so this is is the thought on that based with a a kind of nod and a wink to Stem and Alan in the sense that it's just a purely original melody, but there are elements of um, that understanding of what uh, the old selections were.
0: Of that Psalm 91 verse 4 that this piece is based on for our listeners.
2: Okay. His huge outstretched arms protect you. Under them you're perfectly safe. His arms fend off all harm. That's the message version. So um and, and again, his huge outstretched arms protect you. It's not you know, it's not why you're sitting still, it's it's doing everything, you know. So this this kind of comfort and this stillness you you can get. Um, from God, under them you're perfectly safe, um, and that, that's a that's a tremendous. It was just a comforting verse, and so it's a comforting melody. I think I think it is. It, it kind of it offers straight away a kind of sense of assurance and and safety. Um, that's what I was trying to aim for. Anyway.
0: Absolutely, well, I'd say you've achieved it as well. But there, actually, then there's this sort of sense of vulnerability about five bars before a the music drops down, we have this muted cornet and then the solo lines in the horn and uh, the euphonium. What is this meant to represent? Good question, that Matthew. You're not, you're
2: not bad at this sort of thing now, are you?
0: had a bit of practice now. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, look, yeah, no, it's a good question. Um, so there's a few things about this. First of all, again, it's a nod to In Quiet Pastures and By Love Compelled, because if you look at those selections, Towards the end of the introduction, you have a euphonium uh, line on its own, uh, so it's a nod to musically a nod to them. We then we change the tonality because if you see throughout the piece with little references, this is a, a kind of inverted um, message on "Be still for the presence of the Lord" in the solo horn and the um, euphonium and i'm trying to convey here the mystery of christ you know so we can we can say that his arms protect us um, but you know it's believing in that huge mystery of christ you know the faith thing to be sure of the things we hope for and to be certain of the things we cannot see it it blows our mind you know we we i am nowhere near understanding god and so these little references of be still for the presence of the Lord, the holy one is here, is the mystery of Christ. And so in changing the tonality, which I do there, I shift, um, it kind of gives this mystery um to it. Yeah. So there's the assurance of the, the introduction, then there's the, the kind of mystery of it, you know, wow. <laughs> God in the universe. He say that he's going to protect me and I can be still in his presence. The Holy One is, is within me. Wow. Yeah. So that's, that's the, hopefully the answer.
0: And uh, so then section A, we move into uh, the exploration of our first tune, Hide Me Now, by Ruben Morgan.
2: I thought it'd be fun to give most of the instruments the tune so that they all experience the, the message of the testimony. So if you see it, at A we start with a, a solo cornets, um, and then the horns and fluke will have a go. Uh, the baritones then take it over with the euphoniums. And then um, right at the end there we have the basses just before B. So it was this kind of whole experience of of testimony to give them a chance to all, to all give the words because a lot of the time you won't notice being a solo cornet player Matthew but you know a lot of them are just just accompany you whilst you sing the tunes out um, yeah so I just thought that would be that would be nice excellent so that takes us through to
0: section B the percussion joins us and we have this sort of gentle rock lilt would you like to talk us through section
2: be. yeah i mean uh, i just wanted to um have that assurance so, so it's very quiet very staid at the moment um and then i you know i wanted to gain this kind of idea that it's not just about quiet stillness it's about stillness in the busy and so the full band coming here and we've got this kind of um at section b we've got the kit coming as you say we've got the phones quite high with the um With the uh, alto lines there, I always like that intensity of sound. Um, And at some bar, one, two, three, four, that kind of forty piano. It's all about you know knowing God in the busy, you know. So it's really kind of lifted here, Um, and so that was the, the main reason why it kind of lifts at this point.
0: about bar 44 and this sort of lead into uh, section C, the music seems to stop and resonate around those words I will be still
2: Yeah, I, I, I struggled with this um, with where I wanted to go with this and I, and I think um, it's probably one of my weakest parts here because I, I really did struggle with it um, but then I thought well that's that's what what my faith is it's a struggle you know it's not an easy thing um and so i left it in the end i thought okay this is what it is um but it really is this kind of struggle i will be still as you've said i will be still moving into a new key again that shifts that kind of uncomfortable feeling you know that yearning to to want to settle down and so you know I wanted to shift key as well because I I didn't feel still. And actually, when writing it, I didn't feel still because I I wasn't quite satisfied. I think that until until we we see what we live for, um, you can never, I think, truly be satisfied. Uh, And so, you know, in a sense, this marries this whole thing up. Um it, it really was just a please, please, please. And at section C you see that um, that final bar in sec- fourth bar in section C, this kind of please help me, you know, to understand that I need you in my life 24/7. You know, that stillness, that, that security, that you know I, I need to be reminded of that constantly. And so you know we get to the point of four bars uh, before uh, in C, where it rals and it gets to a real kind of climax. You know, I'm, I'm, I need help with this. And I think if you look at, again, I go back and, and would urge people more than listening to this thing, um, as opposed to and listen to quiet pastures, wonder beholding how these these writers get to a point of always in need and the music rises to that point to the help point to the the kind of i need you point and this is where still gets to the point of come on please and i'm human and i need this i need this help and so that's where it develops to it develops to the point i will be still i will be still please help me lord to be still and recognize you
0: after that question what is the answer from bar five of c
2: onwards what i'm trying to say here is is this assurance that, that god has this and then we go back to the mystery of it so the be still for the presence of the lord in minor uh, with the cornets so god having it in control the mystery of that that god want of the creator of the universe has got that in control close my mind so within those four bars in, in c that mellow at 63 we've got this kind of very assured lower brass you know booming kind of uh, you know the creator um, here i am here i am you know um and then me kind of going be still for the presence of the lord the holy one is here um and the the horn's bringing us again uh, towards D into what is the minor going into the major here. And uh, you know this beautiful moment where we kind of go, you know. So this tension, this assurance, this this recognition and then this resting in, in God is trying to be complete. In four, four, five, six bars before D, very much in the shape again of what people like Steman Allen and Condon did um in their in their writing, trying to write something, you know, on a on a postage stamp, as Les Condon said once famously, you know, writing an Easter story on a postage stamp. Well it, you know, you're trying to do something in a very condensed space of time, um, but hoping that the words resonate as much as the music tries to resonate there.
0: So at this point, when we get into that relative major key there, uh, the trombones introduce us to our second main tune of the piece, Repton, uh, Dear Lord and Father of Mankind, uh, by John Greenleaf Whitaker, I believe. Um, you know, I say that, I believe, because I can't really read my writing on the notes that I've made, so it may be slightly wrong. Could you talk us through um, this melody and the words that you're associating with it here?
2: Yeah, well, you know, again, Repton the Parry tune, is very evocative, isn't it? And the, you know, of course, the words, as as you write by um, Whitaker, is is, is are beautiful as well. And it, it fitted so much into what I wanted to say. I think we probably had sung it at the core, um, you know, a couple of months before, and it kind of it set me thinking, and. Uh, I use the last verse. I think it is. Yeah, it is. breathe through the heats of our desire, thy coolness and thy balm. Let sense be dumb. Let flesh retire. Speak through the earthquake, wind and fire. Speak through those times of busyness, of of, of you know, of challenge, of, of not just being quiet. And then it says, "Oh, still, small voice of calm." And it repeats it, "Oh, still, small voice of calm." So it really wants you to know. <laughs> That you know, God has that kind of calm and assurance in in our lives if we recognise Him. Um, and so, you know, the the reason for the tune was it, it needed to be used. I, I what a beautiful tune it is. And, and, and as an arranger, then you've got the challenge of trying to to convey something that that is just a little bit different within this context. You don't want to make it too complicated, but you want to make it your own kind of thing. So, um. We start off, as you say, with the trombones. The first bar in D is, is very much this kind of getting us back into this very kind of zone of, of recognizing the Almighty, of, of being focused on that. Um, and so there's a long note within the horns there that you know kind of settle us into uh, concert in flat, um, and then. The flugel just gives us that little note, I, I feel sorry for the soprano, um, I, I muted cupped him because I think sometimes you can push a little bit more, you'll be able to tell me this better than me Matthew, but you can push a little bit more air through then can't you, instead of worrying oh, on a Sunday morning or whatever, you know, you've got a bit more confidence, am I right? Would you, I'd, Yeah, I'd agree. Would you be happier with a muted cup there than a, just a normal piano interval? absolutely good <laughs> um, well you know you, you always try and think of the player as well and you always try and think of the, the situation on Sunday morning as a conductor what you'd like to hear um, and so the, the cup was very much just a practical thing there as opposed to a, um, anything else um, and, and the trombones introduce it you'll notice that one two three four fifth bar of D Here's my own little testimony again, my own little tune coming in. Um, So, you know, breathe through the heats of my desire, my coolness and and my balm. So, you know, whatever I'm doing, Lord, please make that possible. So my testimony is that little reference to the beginning of the, the first statement of the tune again. So we hold that note on. So those first two statements are my testimony. And I come in with the muted cornets. There, the flugel and solo horn take over. Um, so we're kind of bringing the the colour of the score from a lower and bringing it up We're introducing it gradually um i always like as a cornet to have that kind of little kind of embellishment over the tune sometimes and so i've, I've done that until at, at which point in 70 the cornets take it over and the full band um give give their opportunity to to open up and and it and it becomes a a kind of um finality in in terms of the setting of that tune I just wanted to state that verse again if you look at the meditations quiet pastures etc often they'll only use the tune once and then move on Um, and so I didn't want to elongate this I just felt that it it was it was right as it was to try and set it again I don't know whether I've got the capability (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and, and you, you worried that it would lose some strength. So I did that. Two bars before E. Again, another trick that Les Condon would do. Um, so, oh, still, small voice of calm. Oh, still, small voice of calm. Elongating the last line. So it really hits home. It really hits home. When speakers do that, you know, they want to put a point across. We then go to to section E, which which finishes right from the beginning, ties the laces up, you know, okay. oh, still, small voice of calm. Okay, God, we've had a little bit of a journey here in these conversations. It's up to me again. It's up at the end of the day. It's up to me, isn't it? It's up to you. It's up to me. We've got to do that. We've got to recognize God's presence and stillness in our lives. And so the original tune comes back. Um, for a couple of bars the trombone gives us be still for the presence of the lord within the tonality there nice and settled but the mystery of christ comes back again in the euphoniums the holy one is here and you notice the shift in tonality again very minor the mystery of christ comes in and i will be still the flugel and euphonium finish um, as the cornets give us a nice muted ending along with the trombones.
0: And I love the way, you know, it isn't and never is with your music just slinging a couple of tunes together. You know, there is all these links and that real personal testimony, which I guess makes it even more powerful for those playing it and listening to it. uh, And all those references that people are going to pick up from throughout their lifetime and the association of those words there. So thank you ever so much, Andrew. It's been great to have you on once again and I hope we'll be able to speak to you again shortly.
2: Thanks, Matthew. Thanks for all you're doing.
0: Thanks again, Andrew. As ever, your words and music are greatly appreciated. Usually now, we'd have Bandmastermind at home. However, as I mentioned in my introduction, if you were listening, we have a new segment we'd like to introduce for Season 3. And we're going to be retiring Bandmastermind at home, for now anyway. The new segment is called Arid Island Album which of course, for copyright reasons, bears absolutely no resemblance at all to the long-running BBC radio series Desert Island Discs. The premise is that if our guest were to be stuck on an arid and isolated island with nothing but one CD, or vinyl, or cassette, or even streaming download that they could take with them, what would it be and why? Our first guest on Arid Island Album is going to be the winner of our most recent bandmastermind at home fred and bessie who correctly identified the piece that i was reading the score notes from as william hines' the message of christmas congratulations also to jonathan evans who came in a close second place Well, Fred, thank you ever so much for joining us for our inaugural Arid Island albums. So first of all, could you just tell us a little bit about yourself so we can get to know you briefly?
3: Sure. Uh, I am the Assistant Divisional Music Director in the Eastern Pennsylvania and Delaware Division in the States. Uh, I play the amazing part of First Horn in the New York Staff Band. Um, that's been a new challenge this year, but it's been a lot of fun. Um, Shout out to Derek for giving me the opportunity for that. Um, I'm also a composer, been uh, writing music for a couple of years now, and it's been an interesting learning curve, um, getting that skill under my belt. But yeah, it's been a lot of fun. Um, I'm a huge Star Wars fan. The Empire Strikes Back will always be the best Star Wars film, no question. But my favourite Star Wars film will always be Return of the Jedi. And I think those are, besides my Christian faith, I think those are the only important things you need to know about me. (laughs) Fantastic.
0: Thank you very
3: much for that snapshot.
0: So the question is on Arid Island albums, if you were stuck on an island with nothing else, but you could take one album, CD or stream with you, what would that album be and why?
3: Hmm, that is a very tough question because there are a lot of albums in the world. Um, I would have to go with the first album that I ever received. It would be the Hendon Band's Corpus Christi disc. Um, I got it 10 or 15 years ago. My bandmaster at the time, Greg Payton, gave it to me. And there's just a lot on there. It's such a variety of repertoire, a couple solos, a couple of... Big pieces, Corpus Christi, uh, Purcell variations. Uh, yeah, it's just an all-around great disc. Steve and the band did such a great job um, of excellent playing, excellent variety. Uh, I think my favorite track on there is uh, "I'll Be a Light," arranged by Andrew Macrae. beautiful words associated with that. Yeah, just all-around great disc, and it has a lot of a lot of great replay value. So yeah, it'd be that one.
0: Thanks Fred, an excellent album choice there indeed. Now it's time to welcome back Emmanuel Makuku as we put his band knowledge to the test in Band Mastermind. Just a quick recap of the rules, you'll have one minute and 30 seconds to answer as many band trivia questions as you can if you don't know the answer feel free to just say pass and we'll go on to the next question so emmanuel Makoko, are you ready to play band mastermind
1: no but let's go <laughs> <laughs> fantastic
0: then your time Starts now. What is the name of the hymn tune that appears in William Himes' piece, Procession to Covenant? Pass. Okay. Who is the current bass trombonist of the International Staff Band? Pass. Who wrote the march, Temple 85?
1: Uh Oh my gosh. Wait, wait. I just saw this. <sighs> Pass. Okay. <clears throat> uh, who is the
0: bandmaster of the Angola staff band?
1: Uh, Presently. Isn't that Patricio Panzo?
0: Correct. Um, Rayog only had one piece of music published by the Salvation Army. What was it? Who? Ray Og. (laughs) I don't know him. Okay, no worries. Who was the bandmaster of the Canadian staff band 1985 to 2002? Um, Nah, no idea. Okay, Uh, what piece of music was recorded virtually by staff bands all around the world in 2020? they shall come from the east kevin larson that is absolutely correct and that is our time up there so that gives you a good total of two correct which is a good score i'll just go through the answers of the ones that you uh, didn't quite get so the name of the hymn tune that appears in william himes's um, procession to covenant is saint margaret the current bass trombonist of the international staff band is stephen williams it was Norman Bearcroft who wrote the March, Temple 85. Oh,
1: uh, yeah.
0: yeah. On the See, tip of your tongue, yeah. then. Um, mm. only published piece by the Salvation Army was the March Russo, and the bandmaster of the Canadian Russo. staff band, 1985-2002, was Brian Burdett, and that was the last question, wasn't it? So, once again, that gives you a total of two points, which is a good score for bandmastermind. Well that unfortunately brings episode 25 to its conclusion. We hope that you've enjoyed this episode, as we do with all episodes. If you're not already, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram to keep up with the latest podcast news and sometimes some bonus content. Also, we'd love to hear from you, so if you have any feedback or suggestions or even just enjoyed our new segment, please do get in touch. Thanks once again to our excellent guests, Emmanuel, Andrew and Fred, for your words and insight. Thanks for giving up your precious time to chat with me. Thank you, as ever, also, to our wonderful producer, Simon Gash, for editing and organising today's episode. Thank you also to the Mythical Band Nerds for your help with the Bandmastermind trivia. And last, but by no means least, thank you to you, our listeners. Hope you have a marvellous rest of your day. Goodbye and God bless.